You're listening to Hot Sauce Boys. Okay, welcome into Hot Sauce Sports. I have no idea what the hell is going to go on the show here as we were trying to debate, do we swear, do we not swear, do we talk about sponsorships, do we not, what do we do here, I don't know. Anyway, this is Hot Sauce Sports, this is the first voyage for us, we might not last more than two episodes, maybe not one segment, I don't know, but it is our first segment Who here. would cancel us? We don't have a network. Uh, powers to be. We're our own powers to be. Mo's already canceling us. Already canceling <laughs> You'd be the one canceling us, Mo. <laughs> so the cast of characters, for those who are not familiar with these voices, I am Mo Khan. I don't know if I'm the captain of the ship. You are part of the ship. I'm part of the ship. Thank you. You're on much. the ship. That's for sure. I'm on the ship. You don't know where I'm at. You're basically a passenger who paid for a cruise ticket. Exactly. Uh, to my immediate left is PZ Delarizzi, who is. Here, present in account of four. Present in account of four, thankfully, <laughs> in one piece. And a man who we'll talk to quite often because he loves his New York Mets and might go on a Dallas Cowboy rip or tangent throughout the course of this show's life, Terry Town. Thank you, sir. The, uh, I got really hyped about this show when we first put it together. I went home and, and I made myself a glorious salad because it's all I can eat what as type I of salad get older. Was it? Cucumber. And I lowered it with hot sauce to the point where I was like crying, and like my fiance was like, "You okay? Like, you do you do you want some drink?" No, I'm fine. It's but okay. I can handle it's it. It's an oxymoron, though, right? Because obviously, my background we we are born in hot sauce. Mm, you're born in hot sauce. You guys, you guys are the old conservative. We don't put hot sauce in our food. No, it's not that we don't put hot sauce well, in our food. Well, you go to McDonald's, and that's hot sauce for you, right, Terry? The barbecue sauce? What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know how this became <laughs> a racial issue. <laughs> Absolutely not. Anyway, so that's the name of the... the we're American. The birth. We, you know, we, uh, we're North American. We enjoy our hot sauce. Well, it's the birth of the show, right? Hot sauce sports because he put or doused his cucumber salad. I'll mm-hmm. douse my cucumber in your salad. Yeah. Who was in the battle? Cucumber or hot sauce in terms of the taste? What are you talking about? It's got to be the hot sauce. Cucumber's pretty neutral as it is. Cucumber taste is water. Yeah, it's solid water. It's solid water. Just a, a giant phallic water. <laughs> so who wins <laughs> Who wins in the battle then? If you did well, it 50 50 and you took it a bite at the same time with a hot sauce and cucumber, 50 50, who it, wins? Is it taste or who swings their giant cucumber around? Because if it's, <laughs> That's a good question. If it's who swings his giant piece, the cucumber wins. Obviously. Otherwise, you've got to go hot sauce. As I, much I, as I love it's talking about It's not even close. Hot sauce wins in a blowout. The fact that you brought it up is absolutely insulting. Cucumber or Straight hot sauce? Straight insulting. Anyone listening to this knows you're a fool at this point. You're not from Scoville. Yeah. Wherever that is. Parts unknown probably. <laughs> There's for sure a city called Scoville somewhere. <laughs> Can we look it up, please? Scoville? That, that's That'll be our, our, our... We got to do a show from Scoville at one point. Yeah, yeah, so our entire cast and crew live here, as Scoville. you can see the three of us who are on camera, behind the scenes is the producer, Eagle, who is going to be controlling our mics and everything that we do. And then to his far right, to our dead center, is Duke. And you will hear him throughout the course of the show. And Hi. Hello, Duke. On, on his Hello. business card, he is the Duke, his royal Duke. highness. He is a regal of, uh, of uh, everything we do here. So we will go to him from time to time. So again, this show, Hot Sauce Sports, we talk about everything sports and everything in general. And it is now time for... All right. Okay. <laughs> it's a new show, guys. Headline sports. So we all conjure up on our Google Docs and we put our headlines of the week. They really don't need to know how we run the show behind the scenes, well. I know. But I'm just letting <laughs> these guys know. So anyway, so I woke up this morning. I had a, had a two cucumber. eggs. Cucumber. 
Started typing up my uh, part of the script. All right, so headlines. We go through the week that was or the week that is right now for headline sports, and we will go through the first headline. Carmelo Anthony of now perhaps the formerly of the Houston Rockets. Is he done in the NBA, or does he still have a role to be a part of a team? And which team would you, would you believe he would go to in the next few weeks? So what Carmelo Anthony reminds me of, which is surprising for a man of his age, is adolescence. And by that I mean... In my teenage years, I'd get back from high school. I'd smash two pizza pockets. Carmelo Anthony never learned you can't live life just smashing pizza pockets. <laughs> He's always been a guy, ate up too much of the shot clock, taking terrible shots, low percentage. He's a great athlete. He got away with it for so much time. And as his skills have deteriorated, he's never adjusted. He's still out there smashing pizza pockets. Or Pop-Tarts. So yeah. also inedible at, after the age of 30, by the way. But I think it doesn't he, work. I think he has to realize that anywhere he goes, nobody wants him kind of thing. You know, eventually they realize that he's, he's too much of a head case for the team. So, I mean, is he going to go to China? Maybe. I mean, if Jim Rufferdette is putting up 75 points in China, then he's probably going to have to go. Uh, he's probably 150. Go to what do you mean 150? The greatest U.S. If he puts up 75 points, Carmelo should put up 150. You think Carmelo's two times better than Jim Rufferdette right now? He's playing in China, a bunch of D-leaguers. <laughs> D-leaguers at best, probably. Well, but like, isn't his play at this point that of a D-leaguer? Like, like what he's done he'll this sign, He'll sign summer for the rest of the year, but at, next year I think he's going to get offered big money to go to China. Is this as quick as a franchise has ever given up on a marquee player? I think so. I mean, like, I, I know there's the age factor. But, but I also think it's the right move. I mean, well, Carmelo Anthony, as good as he is, as talented as he is, I think it's the right move just to get Well, th- let's not forget D'Angelo Hall, former NFL cornerback, signed with the Oakland Raiders and got cut after eight games. He got paid eight mil. That's one million per game. Uh, Duke, you have something to tell us? Uh, have not found an actual place called Scoville, but I have found a <laughs> Scoville Avenue in par- in Oak Park, Illinois. I've also Illinois, found by the way, s- it's actually plural. The name yeah, is there's only one Illinois. <laughs> there's only one Illinois. There, there's also a Scoville Street in Alexandria. Okay, Alexandria. so uh, like Egypt? That is in the USA. Okay, so like <laughs> <laughs> Carmelo <Sorry>, was Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Alexandria, Virginia. That's where Remember the Titans was filmed. That's right. That's where, uh, do, that's where... Uh, Remember the sauce. That's where Denzel Washington is from. Denzel's from, exactly. Yeah. Washington. Look, Car- Carmelo Washington. is in a position now where obviously he's not going to be a starter anymore. We know that. But here's his thing, though. When he was a Nick, he was a bully, indirectly. He got rid of yeah. Jeremy Lin. Anyone that was beyond his circle of, of trust, such as Jeremy Lin, such as Mike D'Antoni, who's coaching Houston... You saw what happened, right? Maybe D'Antoni holds that vendetta from the long time. Hey, you screwed me over in New York and how it played out. But then he brought him in. But was it him or was it James Harden or Chris Paul that yanked the arms of Daryl Morey and, of course, Mike D'Antoni to say, bring him on board. He's a new 2.0, what he can be for us. So I think there's a bit of ego. Coaches always think they can fix a guy. And the thing is with Carmelo Anthony, people remember what he once was. And that's what brought him over. But the thing is, it surprised me that Houston, the Houston was the team to take that chance, given that that uh, D'Antoni has such a specific coaching style, has such a specific offense with pieces that need to fit what they do. And Daryl Morey, you know, he's the guy who's bought in completely to analytics. There's no analytics in the world that can tell you that Carmelo Anthony is still even a shadow of the man he once was. It's because you, you, because he was such, he was so good back then. You still think he's gonna be able to put up the numbers that he can. But at the end of the day, a head case is a head case. If he requires the ball too much, fuck it, man, just get rid of the guy. They, so they, honestly, you just bite the bullet and just get rid of him. Should he go to the installation of LeBron James with the Lakers, or maybe the oh, Sixers well, that's he? been linked with Carmelo Anthony? Okay, now that the Sixers got Jimmy, who, who's gonna be able to give Carmelo the ball that he wants, or who the hell is gonna give? Who, you know who's going to take the ball out of, out of LeBron's hands? I'll, to tell you, to I'll tell you who has enough bad contracts to make a trade work 
So like it would be like a trade of bad contracts to get rid of each other's <laughs> money. The Miami Heat. Okay, yeah. Tyler Johnson off the bench in place of Carmelo. Like those Miami, Miami Vice uniforms are bad. pretty sick that they sexy. wore. They're nice. Very sexy. nice. Like Very nice. All right, gentlemen, speaking of some sexy. Hot sauce. Some hot sauce would be nice for the Duke Blue Devils. Yeah, perhaps three of the top five picks in the next spring's draft. Cam Reddish, R.J. Barrett, and the monster, Zion Williamson. They ran a train through Kentucky last week in the opener. Gentlemen, would they beat a third-world talent of NBA teams I don't think third-world means what you think it means. Yeah, I don't think I don't, I don't I think that was a so, poor choice of words. So, so would they beat a bottom, a, a basement a third team world, in the NBA? A okay. team, yeah. Okay, then it doesn't think. It doesn't so who's, the, who's the worst team in the NBA right now standing? Phoenix. Goes? Phoenix. Look at Phoenix's roster, oh, and mm-hmm. you can argue this, the point right now that are they better than, say, the Phoenix Suns? No. Who well, probably Phoenix will have is, Phoenix is one very play. young. There are a lot of college guys. They're fresh out of college, right? Last so. year, they had to start it. This, the youngest starting five yeah. in league history. So just to say, I mean, I don't know if they would be able to beat Phoenix. I think they could beat a team like Miami. Uh, sorry, guys. I hate to, hate to correct Mo, but it's actually the Cavs. Cavs are 1-11. Okay, whatever. Corrected. Phoenix, it doesn't matter. Phoenix they or Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Miami. <laughs> probably. Well, look, right now, if you look at the Suns, Devin Booker. Probably will be a future all-star. Josh Jackson, not so great. Uh, TJ Warren, I'm going through the list of guys that are, that are still eligible for the college ranks as we speak or probably done. But would Duke right now go on the court and beat a Phoenix Suns or Cleveland Cavaliers? So. I, Co- college is very different than in the, in the NBA. You're playing against men, right? All these guys were first-round picks or were college, yeah. college greats, you know what I mean? So I don't think they can go in and beat anybody. If I could put my money on anybody, they'd probably beat Cleveland, maybe Miami, I'd say. The lowest rate of draft success in professional sports is the NBA. There's only two rounds. There are very few blue chip prospects. And I understand that that Duke has three of them, but the NBA has 11 of them. They have 11 guys on their team that are guys who stood more than two or three seasons. But let's not forget the Sixers did the process. They tanked. Mm-hmm. They played a bunch of uh, guys from the courts nearby our house over here. Oh, sorry, the studios. We're not in a house, by the way. <laughs> And now they're reaping the rewards, right? They get all the terrestrials coming to play for them, and they are going to be a favorite in the Eastern Conference and the Sixers. But can Duke, with what Mike Krzyzewski's done the last 10 years, reformatting his recruiting process? Remember the good old day? We get the clean-cut four-year guy. Not anymore, right? You're getting that one-and-done guy because that's how you keep yourself relevant in today's college basketball world. Well, it also depends. Is the game taking place now or is the game taking place in March? Because if it's taking place in March, Duke's not winning that game. Uh, okay, so let's put it out there. Let's say uh, you can follow us also. Uh, the Twitter handle, please. I'm still learning the it's hot the, sauce sports. Hot sauce sports. It's, it's at hot sauce sports. So difficult to remember. <laughs> yes, that is the hot name sauce sauce for all for all three major uh, uh, Facebook. But, but on Facebook, it's a uh, hot sports hot sauce sports one. But I mean, you just even know you don't even have to put the one. You just put hot sauce sports. You'll find it. So Facebook, riveting stuff. Dude. Twitter, <laughs> excellent stuff here. But look, this is why you're not on camera. But when you have three of the top five picks on one roster against a, Cav- a Cavalier team or a Suns team, I think you have a good chance to beat them. Okay, but are these guys going to pan out in the NBA? I think so. Okay, are they better than name me, name me the top name me the starting roster for Cleveland right now? Thompson, Love. The amazing. He's thing. out though. I mean, we'll also but uh, just to say, yeah. just to say, a, a full healthy roster. Love, Thompson. Who else? Uh, Colin Sexton, Smith. the rookie. From uh, J.R. Smith on the bench right now, toiling away. It's like the, the Cavaliers have become that refugee city or team where they want to get out, right? They don't want to be part of that organization because of how detrimental it's become to be a Cavalier uh, member. And until I, they get mellow. Yeah, until they get Carmelo <laughs> Anthony, and he'll change it all. 
2003, here we come again. Um, next headline, gentlemen. So the Jets get cracked by the Buffalo Bills, like 85 million to six, <laughs> with uh, eighth string quarterback in Matt Barkley. Would you rather be a Jeff fan right now or be in the current situation of an Oakland Raider fan knowing your team is about to leave Oakland to go to Las Vegas, but you're going to be 1-15, in if not 0-16 next year? The correct answer is no. <laughs> well, I, I mean, are you, you – sorry, go, please go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's, it can't be enjoyable. Look, we're, we're fans. This is a new podcast. You'll, you'll start to learn our, fa- our fanships and fandoms as we go. So you'll learn that I am a Miami Dolphins fan, Terry, you're – you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, so we're not speaking from the greatest uh, place of strength here, but it can't be enjoyable. I yeah, be, Being forced to watch the Miami Dolphins uh, Jets game a couple of weeks ago, it was torture. It, it, it felt like when I switched over to the night game, they're playing a different sport. So would you rather go through a Chinese torture se- yes. like segment than watch a Dolphin-Jet game? Absolutely. Like, and, you, and you posed the question. I don't know if you're going to mention it here on the show, so I'll, put, I'll mention it here, Mo. You said, you know, the, the, you know, this team is like in purgatory. So what would like, uh, my, my question to you is, what would Jets purgatory look like? Would it just be New Jersey? Would it just be s- strip malls and not a building higher than three stories? Like nothing like insanely crappy, but just crappy enough to be New Jersey Jets purgatory. To change it from New York to New Jersey? That's what I'm saying. Because like they play, in, they, they play in New Jersey. So, and... They to me symbolize what New Jersey is more than more than New York Giants. New York Giants, what hardworking? There's a lot of people that come out of New Jersey, man. Like there the, are a lot of people, and they uh, they want to leave Bruce New Jersey and never go back. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Bon Jovi, I guess. Cool. Those guys are totally bon relevant. Jovi? 2018. Yeah, yeah. Joe Tony Sobrano. <laughs> Tony Sobrano <laughs> on a chase there. Tony Sobrano. <laughs> yeah, it's of course uh, a fictional character on a, on a great show. Oh, what do you mean fictional? <laughs> We also have Bruce Willis, Judy Bloom, Philip Roth, and Chris Christie. Okay, so oh, I mean, okay. you could have easily said nobody. Trump organization now, apparently. So. It, it has brought us diehards, so I guess I can't be too hard on New Jersey. But like, I just thought of all the things that represent New Jersey to me when when you said Jets purgatory, and I was like, all of these hours I could have been in New York City. I spent in New Jersey, and I regretted so many life decisions. I bet in New Jersey it's a lot of trees. But in three years' time, if who is a better team, the Raiders or the Jets? And currently looking at them right now in the projection that they'll be Raiders will have five first picks in the next two years. Jets supposedly have their franchise quarterback as Sam Darnold. Yeah, so supposedly. who is going to be the better team in three years' time that you're going to say is going to compete for a playoff spot? I'd rather be an Oakland fan at this point. Because Jets have Sam Darnold, and people are saying Sam Darnold's the next Brett Favre or whatever the fuck. He, I, at the end of the day... He's a good. He's a good quarterback, but he's not. I. I. I like the fact that Oakland has all these first round picks. It all depends on what they're going to do with those first round picks. I mean, it's nothing. Well, you're an Oakland fan, so whatever. <laughs> not anymore. I left when Clay. Oh, you Mack left, left. Yeah. Who are I, you with now? I'm just a fan. Free agent. Are just a fan? I'm okay, just a fan, fan brother. Uh, you can't get tagged like Le'Veon. No. Nope. So I mean, but the only thing with Oakland is they got to get rid of that 100 million dollar contract with Carr. Uh, well, they probably will. It's only a seven and a half uh, cap hit for dead space money. Jordy Nelson's probably going to retire at the end of the year. He's supposed to retire this week, apparently. That's what they said, but it was a fake news. Yeah, I know. Hashtag fake news. Uh, I, I'd, of, rather be, I'd rather be, excuse me, Paul, I'd rather yeah. be a Jets fan right now. Not that I ever want to be a Jets fan, but of the two, just because the Ra- Raiders have Derek Carr and the Jets have a younger version of Derek Carr, so they got three <laughs> years to look forward to. Three years of highs and lows with Sam Donald. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, he's been linked to these two teams here, gentlemen. He declined to join up with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have no problem with him for not playing the last half of the year and putting his body through hell to pretty much lower his value in the free agent market. 
Does he end up as a Raider or Jet next season in I your do. mind? I think he gets tagged by, by the Pittsburgh <laughs> Steelers. Just because at this point, there's something that's we're not seeing that's happening between both sides. Yeah. For him to forego all that money, he doesn't want to be there. They don't want like. Why would you not just trade him? He was at his highest value before this. But maybe season. they know that they could have gotten a lot more than what people were offering because the people thought. But well, now they can't get that because well, he didn't oh, the play. Steelers, the people thought that the that the Steelers were desperate. They were probably lowballing them. Mm-hmm. They saw that Amari Cooper went for a first. Maybe they were offering just a first. Where Steelers were asking for maybe two firsts and you know some money. That's different. The running back is a different position it than is, any yeah. other position out there. So. But it's Le'Veon Bell, right? So it's like a meat, right? Like yeah. you enjoy that nice fine meat in your mouth, and then you can't. Uh, what yeah, kind of I'm a prime rib type of guy. Prime rib, huh? Yeah. So, so Olivia uh, has some prime rib for you. Exactly. I'm a good prime rib guy. Uh, Josie Marino blasts his critics about stats. And I quote, the way people who don't understand football go for stats. I don't go for stats. I go for what I feel. So, Let's so have fun Jose with Marino this one. just goes and signs the most amount of money, the most amount of people for the most amount of money possible. That's a stat to me. Well, jo- Josie Marino can mojmo ass big time. He's I, I I can't stand the fact that he's he's giving people shit when he is not a numbers guy. He sorry, he is a numbers guy. He's not a tactician, I would say. Yeah. And you know a lot about this stuff. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> what are you doing? A little pause over there. A little pause over there. No, the thing is, like I I see this and I I want to have I want to have a segment every week where we look after who. Who has the latest attack on math? We, we, we looked at John Gruden earlier talking about the Raiders. We look at Jose Marino. Don't believe in stats. stats. Yo, it's not Jesus. You don't believe in it, stats. Stats exist. They, they allow you to make more informed decisions. You're saying you don't want to make informed decisions. You have a feel. You clearly don't have a feel. You're, you're as far from, from uh, Man City are you as you are from relegation. Man U. Man U is as far from Man City. Oh, as okay. From relegation. I said you were as far. Well, there's you, you as in Manu. Right? Man Not you specifically. Oh, okay, Derek. thanks. Well, because I'm pretty far from Manu. Jose <laughs> could be on the hot seat if he does lose. Well, what stats is he talking about? I don't know. Nobody because knows. Jose, Nobody says stats. Jose Marino is the type of guy that will think of something. He's an evil genius, right? He'll think of something in his mind and say, you know what? This, yeah, I'm going to fly with this today, right? And then Juventus, when they played them in Italy last week, he gave them an applause, right? When he played in Chelsea two weeks ago, he said, hey, I want you three titles. Three, three. Yeah, how many years ago? Uh, the last one, I believe, in 2015. 15, 2016. Anyway. All right. It's more recent than I remember. But anyway. Things happen quickly. Yeah, yeah. Man, I felt like it was forever ago. <laughs> no, but he won a Champions League title with them, no? Uh, no, he won a Champions League title with Inter Milan with in 2010. Yeah, so, But speaking of oh, Champions, that's what I was thinking of. Uh, Tom Herman, mm-hmm. Texas mm-hmm. Longhorn. Mm-hmm. Your boy. Zach Smith, the embattled, uh, disgraced former assistant coach for Ohio State and Florida University, uh, came out on social media and said, well, Tom Herman likes to enjoy life outside of the coaching world at uh, parlors of a particular brand, masseuse to be exact, and that he had infidelities with other women. If you were a head coach, and guys, I know we, we can make fun of this, but if you were a head coach of Tom Herman at a very prominent school in Texas, what do you do? Do you even acknowledge what Zach Smith say, or do you go with the shield of lawyers or representation that you will have and say, you know what, I'll let them handle it. I got to worry about my big 12 game this weekend. You worry, you worry about your, you take care of your own house. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, it's all hearsay, right? It's all speculation. So until you have a fact, but I didn't like, if Tom Herman's going to say, listen, I'm going to focus on my team. That's fine. Focus on your team. You, but is this guy still on the payroll? No, he's no longer there. He was at Ohio State. So right, they were together at Ohio State, Herman and Zach Smith, and so he's now it. a fireball of hell. So that's Smith. it. You're done. You take care of your team. You don't worry about the negative. You don't worry about. You don't worry about something that might have happened. If you know what happened and you're hiding it, then you're part of the problem. 
but you know what I mean. So, like so there's a few things here, uh, and I'll start. I'll start with the serious. <laughs> is is that, um, you need to consider when looking at these things. Yes, people are entitled to their personal lives. People are entitled to the lives away from work, and it, personal lives are no one's business at a workplace. However, in the case of Zach Smith, people that you work with knew you were beating your wife. People that did not bring that to the forefront protected you and potentially risked her life. Yeah, so so had she problem. died, you're part of the problem. You're part of the reason that person would have had fatal harm done to them. And it happens too often in our society, unfortunately. If the it happens once, it happens too often. The reason why Joe Paterno's statue was taken down. Yeah. Well, it's a small town, big time football coach. Yeah. He's this Bengali. He's yeah. protected at all costs. Now, that said, listen, you're talking about if you didn't know what happened, if you knew what happened, you're hiding it. There's always a solution. Urban Meyer, he must be taking those Brett Kavanaugh pills because he can't remember anything. <laughs> so that said, you know, like... He misremembers. He misremembers. Misre- it's become a popular happened. term now. It's become an everyday term. People are like, yeah, I misremembered what you said. What? <laughs> you watch Roger Clemens? What's going on here? Uh, showdown in Mexico City is now flipped to L.A. Kansas City. Battle of L.A.? And the Rams. The what? Battle of L.A.? Oh, Battle of L.A. Rams and Chiefs are now in L.A. Uh, because... Uh, Tech Stadium unable to have a proper field that's going to be at adequate football levels. So they're going to play the game in L.A. because it is an L.A. Ram home game. Uh, gentlemen, the over-under is 64 points, the highest over-under for an NFL regular season game in eons. Mm-hmm. One team can score 35 points in the Chiefs. The other team scores 33 points in the Rams. Are we going to see this both teams being a 40 to 35 shootout game regardless of who wins? I mean, yeah, I mean, there's nothing that tells you otherwise. Both defenses haven't been playing good. Uh, if you look at the Rams this week against Seahawks, I mean, they look decent against a, a pretty crappy Seahawks offense. But I don't see the Chiefs being able to stop the Rams offense and their simple play calling. Gurley's going to run right up the middle and vice versa. I mean, I don't. I, the way Marcus Peters has been playing in the DBs, the I guess the... Um, Overrated DBs that have that the Rams have. I don't see Mahomes not being able to pick them apart. You know, a speed like Tyreek Hill. At the end of the day, uh, seventy points is very, very realistic in this game. But overrated by who? Uh, we're talking about the Seahawks offense. Uh, the the DBs. Uh, for yeah, Rams. like so. Are you saying I thought the hype? Be sorry, the hype train. There was a big hype train on 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 the Rams this year, and they the, when they went to go sign Marcus Peters, they signed Akeem uh, uh, Talib. You know, so they they went out and got these guys, but. At the end of the day, they haven't been playing to their to their skill set, to their talent. They've been getting they've been getting exposed. Yeah. So uh, the the thing looking at this though is, I just imagine, especially in the case of the Rams, right? You look at big guys like Ndamukong Su. You look at Aaron Donald. They they're just they're they're playing. They're they're working their ass off, and then they get off the field, and they have a moment to think about their glorious steak they're gonna get when they get home. <laughs> yeah. Instead, they look up. Jerry Goff throws a deep ball. It's a touchdown. They have to get back on the field. Well, shit. <laughs> I gotta Already? go out there and run again. I didn't get no break. Good thing they're not playing in Mexico City at that high altitude. Already. Well, that's why the Rams went to Colorado to train for altitude, and they're <laughs> back in LA now as we speak. But of course, I think the it's Rams. The air is not much better in LA. I think, well, unfortunately, what's going on in the forest fires down I mean, in California but yes, is also, terrible that's right also now. True. But I think when you look at the Rams, they have a bunch of gladiators on that defensive line. Yeah, a bunch of guys you don't want to see in a dark alley. Dante Fowler, Dominican Sue, Aaron Donald, who I think is the best player in the NFL right now. Yeah, I think so. And they can take a quadruple team and they'll still blast right yeah. through. And I think it's going to be such a fascination to see these two teams go at it on Monday Night Football. This might generate one of the highest TV numbers for ESPN 
for a Monday night football game when you have the two best teams that could end up playing each other on February 2nd in Atlanta. So. It helps when you don't have the trash-ass Cowboys and Titans on the Of course not. <laughs> uh, nothing <laughs> says. Or Jaguars. Great game. Great game. So speaking of uh, the Price is Right, the Bryce is Right here. Bryce Harper, of course, free agent, uh, expected to get at minimum $300 million from whoever will pay him that, mm-hmm. if not higher than that. Scott Boris, uh, is he tampering by <laughs> saying he has a deal in place for Bryce Harper? And if he does, where will he be swinging that bat next year? On opening day in late March. So, but like, how how close is Scott Boris to senility? <laughs> how do you not know as an Asian? But he's he's a commissioner though of MLB. He controls everything. <laughs> he is the the drug. So is that thing. it? It's, it's, I'm I'm saying I'm saying maybe he's losing his mind to be able to say while the World Series is going on that he's got his client has a deal in place which is illegal, illegal. and is considered tampering. But then is it or is it that? Is it just the ego of like, well, I own this. Yeah, but so, he, he controls the, the whole deck, right? I mean, he knows, like, whatever's coming in, into the port, he's controlling what's being distributed to the, to the people out there on the streets. So who's, who, would, who would Bryce Harper go to? I mean, Scott Boris has a big mouth. He's always had, right? He's, but he, he does his job very well, right? So he knows how to get his guys. Dodgers, Cubs, the, Yankees. The, the, the latest rumor yeah, yeah. is Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think Phillies, are be, they're gonna stay, he's going to stay in the division. I think that's, that's where he's going to He's go. from Las Vegas. He could go to L.A. I mean, it, it could I, be, I don't uh, I don't see him going to the Dodgers. Dodgers are... They're, you know, their kind of run is, I think it's over. I think he, he sees... It's never over with that type of money they have fl- being so? flushed in, man. I don't know. I don't see them winning ever. When you get $200 million from your local TV broadcast network, you're okay. Yeah, you're I okay. think we should announce every week a team that he's not going to sign. We're going to officially get teams out of the running. Okay, cool. Out of the running, guaranteed, Montreal Expos. And Terry... Yeah, you sure? Terry and I, we know this for a fact because it's not going to happen. <laughs> New York Mets. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to He's not going to... Well, a guy who won't get the seven money, Blake Bortles. And Terry's, Terry Tam's like, man, why are we wasting a segment on Blake Bortles? Why are we wasting for? a segment on Blake Bortles? So, uh, Blake Bortles. Uh, it, says, it's actually Jalen Ramsey's <laughs> Yeah. We're just hiding it under the guise We're of Blake Bortles. It is a facade. Uh, Blake Bortles, I don't care about critics, uh, says he'll enjoy winning the Super Bowl. Is this a quarterback that's bitter? Uh, Chris Sims, the biggest winner with this start. You know, there's all these things here with Chris Sims criticizing Blake Bortles because he had his top, uh, what yeah. was it, top 75? Top 70. Board, top 70, and he was number 71, I think. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Ramsey top won't 70. say right now that, hey, Blake Bortles is the worst quarterback in the NFL. But right now, Blake Bortles. Is he Bortles, the worst starting quarterback in the NFL? But. Was is he the bane of the? Well, Nathan Peterman's no longer starting quarterback. Peterman no longer there. But is he the demise of the Jaguars? Hoop, uh, hype train of what it was supposed to be this year, them making it no, deeper no. in the playoffs. I think it's the defense. I mean, you, you, everybody knows what Blake Bortles is going to give you. He's going to run first and then throw. And supposedly throw. Supposedly throw. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think the defense is is where is where you lost kind of thing. Their defense is what brought them where they were last year, made them win the division. But it's they just. Their defense fell flat, man. They were able. They were getting exposed. It was a simple defense. I think coaching plays a big key in that. I mean, their offense was decent. They lost Leonard Fournette early in the year, so I can understand that. But you still had you still had good production from T.J. Eldon. Uh, receivers aren't where they should be. You know, their 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 defense was carrying them last year and made Blake Bortles look good. Blake Bortles had one good game and it was in the playoffs. And and he was throwing day, to open receivers. Open, open the, receivers. the Patriots defense has been sort of getting worse as time is passing and we're not noticing it live. Yeah. But if you look at it statistically, they have been allowing a lot of deeper and deeper mid range passes, which yeah. was sort of the thing they did. They forced you to grind out the game. So he looked great throwing a wide open receivers, but there's a lot of kids in college who can throw to wide open receivers. <laughs> Jake Fromm right now can throw to wide open receivers. Yeah, and he's a couple years away. Yeah. 
I mean, um, you know, well, he will be, but <laughs> I mean, he will be, but I don't know how good he's gonna be. But I like him. Yeah. Um, Duke, I need you to look up what Jalen Ramsey's tweets were about uh, his potential hockey player now. His his potential. Uh, like departure from Jacksonville, but here's you the got thing. a boss. So I'm curious though. Like, if you're if you're Blake Bortles, how do you keep that lover in town? Like, do you take him to a nice restaurant? Do you take him on but vacation? You know, you know he introduce him your on? kids. Like, no, try you make gotta, a you got to pay Ramsey. You right, but here's the thing hard. though. Like, two years ago, Blake Bortles passed for 35 touchdowns. Right, and everyone's like, oh man, he turned the corner. But if you look at the breakdown of numbers. The bulk, if not two thirds, of those touchdowns were in the third, if not fourth garbage quarter, time. in garbage time. And yeah. people are like, "Oh, he's amazing." He's See, amazing. W- would you take a healthy Blake Bortles right now, or a gimp arm and Andrew Luck to win you a football game? Well, Jalen Ramsey wouldn't take him because he said, "When I'm gone from here, y'all gonna miss me. I ain't even tripping." LOL. <laughs> so perfectly said, Duke. Perfectly, <laughs> you got you captured the moment in its heartbeat. Yeah. yeah. Um, would I ra- rather Andrew Luck? Absolutely, I'd rather Andrew Luck. Yeah, Andrew Luck reads the defense close. a lot better than Blake Bortles does. He doesn't just rely on his feet. He's never had an O line where Blake Bortles has an O line. Uh, yeah, for sure, I take Andrew Luck 100. percent And also, how much do the Colts hate Andrew Luck? Just coming off shoulder surgery, go throw up 50 times a week. By the way, his it. voice is unbelievable. It bothers me, man, so much. I can't. Oh, I can't. I, I love the introspection. Yeah. He's just like a wall. I'm I just love having it, fun. I mean, just I, having a good time. Shut the fuck. All right. Uh, <laughs> last but not least, the last headline. So as he was being enshrined into the hallowed halls of the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto the other day, the NHL had his concussion element now finally come to life. So 100 former players in this class lawsuit, albeit though you break down the numbers, not much money going towards these players who will receive this benefit, albeit 22000 per year. So gentlemen, I asked you this question about Gary Bettman, who's been the power broker for the NHL for the last 25 years. They've generated from $400 million when he first came on board in 93 to now $5 billion plus. Um, there's a lot of money to be given out here. Yeah, There's been three lockouts, maybe a fourth lockout on the horizon. This concussion lawsuit will grow in numbers as they continue to get stronger and bigger over here. What does this do for the legacy of Gary Bettman? Because, quite frankly, this might be on his watch if they don't give the proper allocation of funds and I think, benefits. I think, I think Gary Bettman looks amazing. Because Gary like, Bettman never looks amazing. I mean, no, but like, have you seen Gary first Bettman? First of all, we all—I mean, Gary Bettman's a slimy little little prick. We all we all How see. So? It. We all just see it. He looks like a man. But he's like, been a great businessman, though. He looks crushed like he the NHLPA. hundred percent. That's yeah, crushed yeah. them. That's my point. Is that he's. He's on fire. He does. He does what's best for the fans. He's obviously he's made the NHL into a mainstream a mainstream sport where before it was uh, dying. It was dying before, yeah, for sure. When when the Habs won the freaking Stanley Cup, it was dying, and then he took over. And look look what's happening now with the NHL. NHL is a mainstream sport where people are actually getting noticed on the street. Where if you're if you're in a like, I'll give you an example. When Kovalchuk was playing in Atlanta, he had the second highest sold jersey in Atlanta after Michael Vick. Okay, just to give you an example of how popular the NHL was. Who was third? Ludacris. Yeah, probably. The Fubu, those old Fubu sweaters. That's LL Cool J, brother. Uh, Ludacris too. Well, Ludacris has. All Don't that. fucking test me on this, mo. All right. Okay. Anyway, so at the end of the day, Gary uh, Bettman's done well for the NHL. Duke, I need you to find out who sold the more Fubu jerseys, Ludacris <laughs> or LL Cool J. Ludacris or LL Cool J. I, I, uh, I'm actually gonna side with Mo on this one. You got it. Thanks, Duke. Riveting <laughs> stuff. Ten bucks as usual. Ten bucks. All right. Um. So I th- see. At the end of the day, he's done really good for the NHL, but people hate him for some reason. He gets he, booed at the Stanley so, so Cup he, finals. So I think it's just he he has a hateable face yeah, and yeah. personality. He's slimy. Like I like him. I like I like that I like that the the concussion settlement came. 
here because it lets the joke easily. Did they need to get their heads examined and shredding him in the Hall of Fame? But <laughs> he he is the first hated commissioner, right? Like in, before in Bud Selig, before no, 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 of no, commissioners. No, no, Bud Selig was like Selig was much more hated. Oh, he but, was, oh, sorry, he was, was at the epitome of. But he was hated at the end. He was he was hated. No, he was adored at the end because oh, all right. well, well, yes. man, Seal going into the sunset. Oh, he's so cute. You know, look what he did for MLB. Yes, the Duke. But he was he was. Right. So it seems like um, L Cool J. Uh, L, he made Fubu three hundred and fifty million dollars. How much did Ludacris make? I don't know. So <laughs> ten dollars. <laughs> Thank you. Coming my way. Starting to get that LL Cool but, J money. But here's the thing about Batman, though. Uh, he, I think, and this is such a. Hockey is such a conservative sport by nature. The personality is very bland. It's plain cheese pizza, right? He brought a different element of U.S. investment. And I think a lot of Canadians up here are like, whoa, hey, no, hey, I don't want to go to Atlanta. I don't want to go to Phoenix. But, but the reality is you see in the sport, if you go down to the Sun Belt states, a lot of people playing hockey down there that no one knows about it up I was, in Canada or, or, or in the northern uh, parts of the U.S. I was just in Nashville. I know PZU were there, I, too. It's amazing. They love hockey. They love the Predators. Yeah. Smashville, baby. Smashville. They love P.K. Subban over there. It's crazy. Every taxi driver every taxi driver that I had or Uber driver, I set up for Montreal. Oh, you like P.K. Subban? They all knew who he was. So don't tell me that it's not. It's just in Canada or just in the northern no, states or whatever it is. They love hockey. Yeah, it's they crazy. love it over there, man. It's, it's I was there in the summertime. They can't it, tell you what a power play is, but they know what the players, and that's what's more, most important how to sell tickets. And, and the thing is that the, I was there in the summer. There was no hockey. There was no, there was no sports going on at the time, and all they were talking about was hockey. Yeah. All they were talking about was hockey in the bars, uh, in on TV, on the radio. That's all people were talking about. Everybody. It's crazy how it's become a hockey. To think they almost became the Quebec shows. City Predators like six years ago. The Predators? They wouldn't really call the Predators. I know. I'm just saying. Don't say shit, man. <laughs> to think. Just because you got a just microphone. Fucking, just yeah, next, next topic, man. <laughs> next topic is coming up next. We're going to talk to a uh, Canadian boxer, Shaquille Phelan, the super middleweight champion who will be fighting on the Adonis Stevenson undercard. I'll tell you one thing, though, gentlemen. I have some heart-hitting questions, as you guys do. Who can last longer in a ring with them? You, Terry, you, PZRI. We'll find out with Shaq. 100% me. Coming up next on Hot Sauce Sports. All right, welcome back to Hot Sauce Sports here in the armpit of our studio as we are now into segment number two. That means we have not been fired yet. We're still alive, thank God. Again, who would fire us? We would. We uh, would for ourselves. And whose armpit are we in? Uh, I think Peasy's. Uh, we have Peasy to my immediate left, Terry Tam here to the far left, and to the bullpen we have Eagle and Master Control and Duke, the regal of the show, here with us. But right now, join us as we will go to the combat world, a person who will punch people's brains out of their socket. Canadian super middleweight champion Shaquille Finn. You can follow him on Twitter at Shaq Finn. Shaq, good evening to you, sir. How you been? I've been good, man. Thanks for having me. Shaq, I'm going to ask you this statement, okay? And I want to know if you agree with this or not. All right? Does Don King remind you of an old school soul who you have to see hanging out at a barbershop for eight straight hours defending why Allen Iverson is the best player in the NBA when Iverson has not played in the league in the last eight years. Yeah, low-key, low-key. <laughs> I, I got to say, though, Don King doesn't look like he goes to a barbershop. Zero percent. Yeah, last, Don King looks like he's lasered his, his face so he doesn't grow any hair other than the stash, yeah. and then his hair is just automatically just permed that way. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's had that hairstyle for maybe like the past, what, 30 years? 
Yeah. Pretty easy. Yeah, it's not going sure. away either. Since the eighties, it's easy. become an iconic look. Uh, <laughs> so, Shag, let's talk about this. You got uh, your fight coming up December first at Santa Vidotron in Quebec City on Showtime, which is big time. I do watch Showtime here and there against Dario Bredician. Um You're a vegan now, so <laughs> what adjustments? <laughs> It's true. He is a vegan. Yeah, okay, well, do your homework. That's what you get, that's right? Like, that's the first thing. Well, no, so you're said, a vegan. How are you going to punch him while being a vegan? Well, that's it, right? You just took the question out of my mouth here. Um, how will you punch him? How will you punch him while being a vegan? So in your lead up as a vegan, though, and because this is quite fascinating because obviously a sport that's such as yours, it's all about steak and potatoes, right? And developing and training for your workouts here. But as a vegan, what adjustments do you have to make to, to maintain your little Mac power punch when you go into this fight coming up Mac. on December 1st? Uh, I mean, like it's, it's, it's been basically a year now since I've been vegan. And, uh, I mean, I, I, it probably in the beginning, it took me a while to my body to adjust. Uh, but now I, I know the right things. I follow different athletes who are high level athletes who are vegan as well. And, you know, I've talked to a couple of boxers who are doing the, doing the same thing. And, uh, I just know what's what good to put in my body and then my strength and my, my speed and everything feels like it's, it's better than ever now. And, uh, yeah, it just feels great, man. Shaq, you know there's no cure for veganism, right? That's, <laughs> that's unfortunately something for, it's for life. With. It sticks with you for life. It's uh, no. In all, in all honesty, can you talk to us a little bit about the adjustments you had to make? Because uh, if there are people in our audience who who are fight, who are aspiring fighters, um, what would you recommend to them if they want to to choose that lifestyle? I mean, uh, you know, start off. I well, me, I did it right off the bat. Like I, I, I went from like you know straight eating everything and anything to mm-hmm. like to, to vegan, like in like in the matter of like a, a day, you know. So uh, I'd probably say start off by you know going vegetarian, you know, so you can still have like milk and cheese and stuff like that, because those those might be the harder things to let go for a lot of people. Um, and then slow, you know, start taking little things out of your diet. Like me, like. Like I'm talking about a plant based diet. Like you try you wanna try to eat like whole foods and you know, a lot of beans, a lot of uh a lot of seeds and you know, obviously a lot of veggies and stuff like that. And just find what's like, you know, do a lot of research. You know, 'cause uh vegan uh people who are doing that type of diet, like we, we uh we lack like, you know, vitamin D or vitamin B twelve and uh stuff like and stuff like that. So you wanna make obviously get those supplements in and get the proper foods to replace those things, you know, so uh but uh, I, I think that any athlete, uh, any sport can, uh, can, can, can make that transition and, and perform probably even better than they're performing now. So, yeah. So, I mean, I have to take a dump just listening to your freaking, to your grocery list. <laughs> the seeds, the greens, everything like that. All you're missing is a nice steak in there, but I get it. I mean, I know I want to... <laughs> all those sounds like delicious sides. All sounds like delicious on as well... And when you go with the steak, uh, and I know a few guys that are vegan. I mean, I've been a, a vegan hater my entire life, but my uh, my waistline tells me that I, maybe I should be a vegan. Uh, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so it's tough to say. But when I see when I see you perform out there, and I see uh, you know how good you look, and knocking guys out in the first round the last couple of times, so I think it I think it's helping you out a lot. So I have a qu- a real question for you though. Okay. Yeah. Me against Peas and Mo in the ring at Donnie Brook, who wins? Me versus so them too. Uh, we got to make that happen. I mean, two on one might be. A, I mean, you're you're a tough dude. So I mean, thanks, man. Two on one though, Mo, Mo got that reach advantage, and yeah, P's, a- you know, P's is a dirty dude. So you know, like dirty. Yeah. 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 I was gonna say, who do I gotta pay to come in my place? So Mo, Mo's- can I can I pay Shaq? <laughs> Shaq, how much do you charge me to hire you to fight them? 
Mo hasn't played flag football since he broke his fingernail, and Peas doesn't like to get hit. Well, to be fair, it's who he snapped his fingernail off into. Shaq, uh, you've been doing great, dude. Honestly, like I've been following you. I've, I've known you from flag football, and I've been following your your career. And you've been you've been absolutely killing it out there. But I want to take you back to 2015. Yeah. And you go into this fight. You fight Rudy Rene. Yeah. Your first loss in your second fight. What was that like? Because you know, you knew at this point, this is what you want to do. So, like, how how was that like to to experience for you? And and what did it take for you to come out of it and and be as successful as you've been since? I mean, uh, it was just you know, like obviously that was a big setback. It was, it was uh, you know, it was actually in Quebec City mm-hmm. on an honest undercard as well. And uh, I fought a guy who I sh- should have beat ten times out of ten. And I, I guess I get I let the lights and everything because it was another. Showtime PBC event, whatever, and I let the lights and all that stuff get to me, and uh, I kind of, I kind of did a little, a little Tony Romo, you know, a little, <laughs> little ch- I choked a little bit. So, um, uh, but uh, you know, I had the good people around me, and you know, and uh, they all kept me in high, in high spirits. So I got back in the gym the week after, and uh, you know, just, just, just keep pushing, and then got a next fight, and won that fight, and just kept winning for a while. So. You know, it's just about having the right people around you, man, and and uh, knowing that this sport was for me because obviously the thoughts of quitting and stuff like that uh, were in my head. Because obviously, mm-hmm. when you take a, a, a loss so early, it's like shit. You know, in boxing, everybody wants to be undefeated. You know, so it's like, oh, you want to fall, you want to be like Floyd Mayweather, you want to be like Andre Ward, you want to be like Deontay Wilder, you want to be the undefeated guy. And uh, but uh, you know, the, the best have lost too. So and the thing is, that, like, like looking at it. Because I have like yeah. ADD and I'm like clicking all over the place, and I, I look at Ru- Rudy Renee's career. Yeah. Yo, my dude, how'd you lose? He's not yeah. won a fight before <laughs> you <laughs> or since you. You're He's the Cleveland Browns of boxing. That's you're what he 19 is. Nineteen like, and two, man. You're a stud. How did you lose yeah. that fight? I man, I like uh, fuck. I maybe I took him too lightly. I don't know, man. I was just uh, I got out there and I, I guess like I said, I, I guess the lights, man. It was like I got a little bit uh. I don't know, a little bit stuck, and uh, I just didn't perform, and I lost like a, a close decision to him. So, I mean, and exactly. And now he has a win over me. It's all his only win, which is it's which is crazy. But you <laughs> like know, he needs to fight someone. He needs to fight someone to win. Just to be yeah. they'll, they'll do Apollo yeah. Creed three, and he'll be Apollo Creed <laughs> against uh, Shaq over here. You know, we're, we're in conversation with Shaquille Finn, uh, the Kane Super Middleweight Champion here on Hot Sauce Sports. So, Shaq, you go into this fight December first against Dario Debridishian. Um what do you expect from this guy? And given this is on the Showtime card on, in the Adonis Seamson main event here, is this the key fight for you to take that next step in your boxing career? I mean, this fight is a huge fight. Um, it's going to be for, it's actually for a title, it's for the IBF Intercontinental title. And what that means, basically, to, uh, there's, uh, I guess you could say, four major sanctioned bodies in boxing, the WBA, WBC, IBF, and uh, WBO. And uh, so me winning an IBF uh, minor title, so intercontinental title, will get me ranked in the uh, in the, the ratings, basically in the top 15 in the world for the IBF, which would be perfect. So, uh, well, for either one of us, so obviously I, I plan on coming on top. So uh, the winner of this, uh, basically, it's, 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 it's better things than a loser, basically. Like, you have to kind of start back from square one. So when rebuilding up, but uh, I plan on winning, and this is a huge opportunity for me. I got all those, you know, the, the people that are going to be there in, in the crowd and, uh, you know, on Showtime. So um, people are going to be, be be seeing me and uh, I'll be being ranked really high. So, you know, I can possibly fight for, 
you know, world title my next fight after that. Like, if, if the uh, IBF champion, you know, decides to pick me as one of the guys he wants to fight. So that's, that's the thing about boxing is that it, it's, there's no, I mean, as much as you can be ranked, there's no real process, right? When you talk about UFC, if you're ranked in the top five, then you might get a chance, you know, depending on who it is. But now it's like there's so many different organizations. Yeah. You have IBF, WBO, WBC, you have all these organizations that they just pick whoever they want to pick uh, to be able to get there. So what are you doing differently other than knocking people out in order to get your name out there? I know you want to be in that top 15 to get that chance and maybe at the IBF. Yeah. What, what else are you doing differently? Obviously, like obviously, we have to win. Our, we have to win the fight. Of course. So winning the fight is the most important thing. And uh, you know, uh, I'm not a big guy in calling people out. I don't do that kind of stuff. I don't talk trash. Or talk so you're like a hockey player then? Right? Yeah, you're basically you're like a hockey player then. You're basically a V. Backs against the wall. You know, we go <laughs> at it one round at a time, <laughs> one punch at a time. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I said, I don't like talk shit. I just, you know, I like, you know, I slowly try to do things. I reach out to people. I try to promote myself slowly. I just. I just try to do my talking in the ring, man, like, and That's make it. sure, like, I, I, like, I have, like, a lot of people that support me, a lot of fans and stuff like that, so, and then just, you know, my name will get out there, and I mean, it's, it's out there now in, 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 in Canada, and some parts around the world, too, I mean, I uh, heard my name going around, so, uh, but, you know, it's, it's getting there, it's getting there, I feel after this fight, it's going to be a huge thing, though. So, in preparing for this interview, one question kept coming to my mind, in that, who in their right mind wants to be a fighter for their livelihood? <laughs> so, it made me think you specifically, Shaq. You're the nicest, one of the nicest dudes I've ever met. And <laughs> what I wanted to know was, like, because like, there's all these, there's these stereotypes of like, you know, the types of guys who go into fighting, whatever, but you're not that at all. What was it like for you when you decided and what was it that pushed you to be like, yeah, this is what I want to do for a living. This is what I want to do with my life. Uh, I mean... I mean, Mo knows me from. Well, you guys know I played. Well, I played flag, but I played football too. You know, I played uh, for 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 a while, and uh, I went to Champlain, Champlain uh, Saint Lambert, and uh, kind of like uh, I was playing for that team, and we kind of went on like a crazy losing streak. Um, lost like every game like two years in a row, so I I, I decided to take up boxing. Uh, there was like a gym near my house. I wanted to like, you know, learn. I heard like running bats and stuff. They do stuff for their footwork and stuff. And I heard boxers have good footwork. So I took it up in a boxing gym and, uh, I wasn't planning to fight. I was really just trying to get better at being a better football player. And, uh, I sparred after my second week there and I got my ass beat by a guy who was like 140 pounds. <laughs> and, uh, so I just continued going back to the gym because I had a lot of pride and, uh, after six months of training there, like I kind of put a hold on football, and I was like, okay, let me try some boxing. And I had my first fight, first amateur fight, won it by a knockout, and then just kept kept going with it. And I think I won like my first like eleven fights, and uh, as an amateur, and then I just stuck with it, and I ended up loving it. And it's just something that kind of stuck with me, man. Like uh, I'm super, I'm a super competitive person. Yeah, I'm a nice guy, but in the ring, I feel like it, you know, I, I, like a different side of me comes out, you know, so. The juggernaut. Uh, so I'm not exactly the juggernaut. Where'd you so, get that um, nickname, by the way? It's from an announcer. An announcer who used to tra- I used to train at the Grand Brothers Boxing Gym. Uh, and there was an announcer. His name is Pierre Bernier. And uh, he, you know, he does like a lot of local shows and, uh, here in Canada and stuff. And he's really big. And he uh, was watching me spar at the gym. And he's like, man, you got a nice style. And uh, he's like, he's like, he knows that I'm a big like Marvel fan and you know, superhero fan, supervillain fan, whatever. And he's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find your nickname, you know? And I said, okay, whatever. He's like, because you don't find your own nickname. Usually people kind of give you something. So I said, fine. And uh, he was trying a whole bunch of names. And then he said, you know, he's like, you know what? You're like the juggernaut. 
I'm going to call nice. you the Jamaican juggernaut. And he said the juggernaut because when you start going and you, you're like an a, a, like a indestructible force, you know you can't you can't be stopped once you start go, once you once you get going. So I said I, I like that. So I had a nice ring to it, and I just stuck with it. Zach, um, obviously boxing now, MMA has become the preeminent sport for a lot of fans out there. Where is boxing in terms of the ranking? Is it still a popular sport, or does it need to climb up once again to surpass uh, UFC to become the top sport that it was back in the seventies and eighties? I mean, I mean, with with all the uh, you guys know that the zone now is kind of taking over with mm-hmm. the streaming stuff, and you know, Canelo just signed for like, like one of the biggest deals ever, three hundred and sixty-five million dollars or something like that. And I mean, uh, like boxing is, you know, it's I feel it's it's better than ever now. I mean, we had some crazy big fights, Anthony Joshua versus Klitschko. We have we're having Dante Wilder versus versus Tyson Fury. We had Canelo and Golovkin, which is the biggest fight, two times in a row. I mean, boxing is it's coming up, man. It's uh, uh, it's it's do I think I think it's in a really good spot than it was like maybe like maybe like five years ago, you know. So I think right now we're it's it, it's bigger than ever. Boxing is right now. It's it's honestly it's at its its peak. I mean, it dropped for a long time. The, the yeah. heavyweight the heavyweight class up until. Up until Anthony Joshua really started doing anything, and Deontay Wilder came into the picture, there was really nobody. Um, but you have, I'll we'll have you and uh, PZ over here as the heavyweights. That's yeah, the new heavyweight I'll be a heavyweight for sure. I can <laughs> very I'll, heavyweight. I'll take Tyson Fury easy. <laughs> um, no, but at the end, at the end, the boxing was huge in the '90s with Roy Jones, and and then Mayweather was like kind of monopolizing everything in in the 2000s. And but at the end of the day. The UFC is never has never put up numbers like boxing has when it comes to uh, the the big events. Maybe consistently. Yeah, for sure. So for sure. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, boxing is still everybody loves boxing. Everybody could watch boxing. The sweet science. So I mean, it's nice to see the way you box too. I've been watching boxing my entire life. You know, I've been a huge fan, and it's nice to see the way yeah. you box too. You go off for you go off for it, and I like the, I love the way you fight. So Shaq, you mentioned before that you're a uh, a com- big comic fan. I am as well. I, I know you're a fan of Why the Last Man. Uh, as am I, I was big into Vertigo comics uh, back in the day. Who's this, sorry? Um, See, he's what you're talking about. It's like, he does. <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about? Um, what did you say? No, as I said, I, I noticed in, a, in one of your profiles you liked Why the Last Man comic book. Yes, 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 yes. So, yes. So I'm a big Vertigo fan as well. How did you take the, the passing of uh, Stan Lee yesterday? How did that affect oh, you? Oh, man, that, that, was, that was big, man. That was big. Uh, I mean, Stan, Stan, Stan's man. Like, I mean, like, like he like like people say he's not he wasn't just like he was like oh this, that's the old guy you see in the cat that he does like the cameos in, in marvel i'm like well bro he like pretty he much marvel. like he created he all the <laughs> exactly he is marvel he created pretty much every character that you know right now like you know so but uh obviously it was a big a big thing i mean but he lived his life he, he was he was 95 so it wasn't i mean like he was it wasn't like a surprise to anybody really but obviously like you know somebody passing with especially with that type of name and what he's done you know, uh, and he, he pretty much did a lot of things. You know, uh, uh, no, it was a, it was a big thing, man. It was a big thing. Uh, last question for me before you go. So, who do you got, Tyson Fury or uh, Deontay Wilder? Oh, I got, uh, I got, I got Wilder, man. Nah. I got Wilder. I got Wilder. I'll, I'll, I'll I mean, bet, like, yo, I'll bet a Tony Romo jersey on that. That Tyson Fury beats him. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey Shaq. man, I don't, I, we we could do that. We can do, do that. It. Let's do it. It's live. It's uh, we, we can do uh, that. Not live. Fake live. Fake live. It's, it's on. It's on air. I can't take it back. So let's do it. <laughs> it's live, man. I, I'm I, I'm taking Deontay. You can't go against Deontay Wilder, man. This guy's been 
he knocks guys out with his. He doesn't even land clean punches. He's still knocking dudes <laughs> yeah, out. So. Yeah, but you're gonna have to go against Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is one of the best pure boxers, best footwork you ever see in the heavyweight division. He, he is, but I mean, like he he's been off for too long, man. Yeah, I guess. So Jack, he went before crazy, that, you... and then he came back. I don't. He's not. He hasn't fought anybody in those. Like he's been off for too long. Well, he had so. a, he had a tune up fight, I think, uh, but it wasn't much. Yeah, but that 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 guy was nothing. So nothing. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, kind of, all right, Shaq, before I let you go here, uh, one last thing here. If I douse myself into steak oils, would you fight me in the ring? <laughs> <laughs> what, bro? You know, boxes put oil bro. on them. I, if I put steak oil on me, would you fight me, yes or no? Steak oil grease, you mean? Yeah. Steak oil grease? <laughs> Whatever. This guy's a, like, bro, what are we steak having oil. like a... <laughs> It's all psychological. Anyway, Shaq, we, we uh, apologize for Mokan. December 1st, uh, up in Quebec City on Showtime, you'll be fine, Derek Bredichien. Uh, anything you want to bring to this light? Donnie Book Boxing, tell us about that and uh, this fight coming up on December 1st, please. Sorry? The fight. Tell us about that and Donnie Book Boxing. Uh, so, yo, the fight is going to be a huge fight. Uh, December 1st is supposed to be at like 6 o'clock, Quebec City, Videotron Center. Huge event. Donna Steven Unders card. You know, I'm looking forward to the big show. It's like there's like five title fights in on that one card. So, like, People got to come out, got to come support me, come support all the rest of the fighters who are fighting. It's going to be a great show. Uh, Donnie Burke Boxing Gym, my, my, my boxing gym, located in Cold St. Paul, uh, 4912 Brock Street. Great gym. Want to get in shape, want to learn how to box. If you want to compete, come by. It's a great gym. The Cowboys can use that themselves. Uh, Shaq, thank you very much, my man. Uh, best of luck on December 1st in Quebec City with your fight against Dario Bredichian. Thank you, brother. Take care. Shaquille Finn. You can follow him on Twitter at Shaq Finn. And that boxing gym is located in Montreal, Canada. And Shaquille Finn will be fighting December 1st at the Videotron Center on Showtime, which is big time here. Coming up next, the final segment, where we go regal on you. Stay tuned here on Hot Sauce Sports. All right, welcome back here to Hot Sauce Sports. Last segment of the opening day show. And inaugural, we, even. Yeah, inaugural, opening day. PZ Delarizzi, Terry Tam, at Terry Tam, at PZFPF, at Moco19. You can also follow us on Facebook and, of course, Twitter. That's on display on the screen. Or just Hot Sauce Sports. Oh, hot Sauce Sports. You find Instagram, Hot Sauce yeah, Sports. HSS. That's where we are. All right, last segment. This is with the regal man himself, Duke. It's called Sauce Against Humanity. Now, we have no idea what this is all about here. So what this is about is our boy, Duke, who is a graphic specialist. Graphic Hello. Graphist. Tal Menace. Looks to surprise and shock and terrorize our faces with a series of topics from sports and beyond. So each round will go no more than a minute, 30 seconds, okay, cool. where we will fight in bigger, bigger, <laughs> or picker, bigger. Uh, to struggling to get the word in edgewise. So, gentlemen, let's get ready for this. It is sauce against humanity. I have no idea what's going to go on, but we have a window to work this in. Let's go. Blank should be the next head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Who goes first? Peace. I'll go first. I'm going to go ahead with, I should be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns because they can't possibly do worse. It's the best organization in the world to work for. <laughs> you, go, you go two years without a win, get to keep your job. That's amazing. Although, they did fire him after getting infinitely better. It's true. Infinitely better. Infinitely he literally better. could not have done better. <laughs> Then infinite. John Harbaugh will be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns next year. Okay, we didn't watch no, out. you're not supposed to get serious on this. So Belichick should be the coach at the same time while coaching the Pats. And then drain all the talent. No, no, yeah. John Harbaugh, my friend. Watch out. John, John Harbaugh? Harbaugh? John Harbaugh. Not Jim. Friend. Not Jim. Yeah. John Harbaugh. John, John Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Maybe even his dad, Jack Harbaugh. 
Son, let's go coach football. Ooh, what about, Ooh, how, about uh, how about this? Urban Meyer uh, gets run out of town for being a creep, and then <laughs> and then finally goes to take this job. Or alternatively, Nick Saban wants to challenge and now has to work within the confines. Full of the circle goes back to the Cleveland Browns where he first began as a pro yeah. coach. Or but so, but like now the thing is he can't just spend the way he does coaching at Alabama. No. Or no. what'll happen is it'll be like a, like a punishment for prisoners. So instead of going to jail, you have you to have to, you have to become the coach of the Cleveland Browns or become a member of the Cleveland Browns roster. Or that too, yeah. So I have John Harbaugh, you have a bunch of criminals. Yes, so we're right and you're wrong as usual. <laughs> criminals surprise, win. Surprise. <laughs> criminals win again. Uh, you guys are wrong. They're just going to rehire Hugh Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. If not, they're bringing in uh, Bill Belichick. I would, I would not be surprised if they did. Who was their coach in 95? Number two. All right, question two. It's only a matter of time before Blank gets his moho back. Wait, that's mojo. Moho. Moho. <laughs> what the fuck's a moho? <laughs> uh, moho, I thought he was referring to me. Um, it's only a matter of time before Blank gets his mojo Blake back. Blake Griffin gets his mojo back. He was almost crowned not once but twice. Did a buy check in the air. Yeah. Uh, Blake Griffin is definitely not having a fun time in Detroit with the Pistons. Give me Adrian Peterson to get his mojo back. He's been all moho, right. Moho, moho, moho. It's moho. He's going to get his moho back. Uh, Adrian Peterson, he's been doing all right. He's doing great for his age, but he still is the kind of guy that can perform despite all the miles. Give me him to have a chance to get his mojo back. He's got, he's got all the opportunity in the world. I'm going to say Monday Night Football because what they have going on there is absolutely brutal. What's your boy from the Cowboys, yeah, Jason Yeah, he's a great Winston. football player. He's terrible on the mic. You might as well have me there. So it's about time that they're going to get their mojo back with it with Moho back with a new hire. I like the, Booger. Has Jason, Booger's good, yeah. But has Jason Witten ever had a thought? You know what he said this week? I almost lost my fucking skull. He said... <laughs> Because the guy celebrated on the star for the Cowboys, he said, uh, "You know, I, I'm all about yeah. celebrating the NFL. It makes you know, it makes it a lot funner for everybody. But you don't celebrate like that until like your fifth, sixth, or seventh, or eighth year in the league. <laughs> so, so like <laughs> never. Eighty percent of NFL players will never get to celebrate. <laughs> and it, so here's the other thing, though. Booger McFarland, why they got to build him a crane? Why they build him <laughs> you know, a contraption? You know what they call why it? can't he just be on the sideline? They call it the Booger Mobile. Yeah, the yeah, they call it the Booger Mobile. They have a TV behind that mobile. So Booger, Mo Booger McFarlane, one of the best guys out there. I like him. Also, yeah. I thought it was going to be Book Shambi. So Shambi, <laughs> yes, baseball zone, yes. Call I was football. very wrong about who was going to be on the show. A really uninteresting point, but inside the Booger Mobile, they actually have a phone charger plugged yeah, in. Yeah, that's right. Well, in case his phone dies. It's a long game. Question number three. Last one. Here we go. John Gruden's next roster change, comma, blank, will lead the Raiders to the playoffs next season. Caveman. Because he's a caveman Gruden, and he's not brought the football back to 1998. It's now 1988 football he's brought this team to. So caveman will be part of this roster next season. John Gruden's next move of stepping down as head coach will lead the Raiders to the playoffs. It is atrocious. I don't know why they gave a man who hasn't done the job for a decade. Hey, you know what? Listen, come do this job. You haven't done it. You've been on television. You're the most qualified person while McVeigh is tearing it up at 32 years old, younger than everyone in this goddamn room. Who was his protege in Tampa, by the way? His protege. Yeah. And then, and then he's like, oh, I just don't believe in math. So the answer is math. His <laughs> 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 next move, math. The next move is math. Will be I, I tell you what, though, he, he can count all those $10 million, though, right? Oh, $10 million. Gay man Gruden, my friend. Gay man Gruden, big time. I, I love the answer you had with Howie Long and Fox. Yeah, man. Everyone's come to the Raiders and the play Raiders. for the Raiders. I'm like, all right, buddy. Listen, Who's no okay, one's you're, Raiders, you're a Raiders fan, though. <laughs> who, who are these people? I don't know. Tim Brown, Jerry Rice, probably. I don't know. <laughs> the, Rich Gann will be the quarterback for the Raiders next year. Charlie season. Garner. All right, one extra question. Bonus. Here we go. Last one. Question number four. 
blank needs to acquire blank to stay competitive. All right. <laughs> All right. So, okay. so Arthur I'm, Blank, <laughs> <laughs> the owner of the Falcons. So ca- so I would ca- say Goldman Sachs needs to acquire actual sharks to be stay competitive. Um. Oh, Bad Boy Records. No, sorry, Death Row Records needs to acquire Bad Boy's record to stay relevant in today's music industry. Are you serious or what? Yeah, that's brutal. I think they're both folded. No. Yeah. No, Bad Boy's still going strong. <laughs> Bad Boy is. Uh-uh, Bad Boy. Uh-uh. I mean, so, going strong is is a bit of an exacerbation. <laughs> How about Mo Khan needs to acquire a button down to stay relevant? We need to acquire sponsorships. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, <laughs> in that's order that's to stay relevant. All right, last question before you go off. Finally, I, I, say last question. I know, but I get thrown out on this. Here we go. Last question, please. PVP sales, <laughs> PBV sales were <laughs> down at UFC 230, forcing them to blank. What well, PCP sales? What's a PVP sale? Pay per view. PPV oh. sales. <laughs> Pay per view. Uh, can you repeat that again, please? Pay-per-view. Sure. No question number five. <laughs> Our bonus segment. <laughs> bonus number two. PPV sales were down at UFC. <laughs> <laughs> bonus <laughs> number thirty. PPV sales were down at hey. UFC thirty. <laughs> Pay per view sales were down at UFC thirty because of what? Forcing them to blank. Two thirty. Uh, forcing to, them to sign a to become a, WWE. Forcing them to sign a uh, a staked up grease oiled Mokan. <laughs> exactly, fight Conor McGregor next time. The to battle fight, flag. To fight well, but, that's, but that's the issue, right? They don't actually have. They have a star problem. They don't have any big stars other than Conor McGregor, who we've who we're learning is a good fighter, but not a dominant fighter. As uh, they very dominant. Let player. us to be well, but as time is going on, as he's fighting the top oh. of the sport. We're realizing he's not alone. He's not like he's not. Well, Mike Tyson was the boxing, right? But like, he's lost he, three times in his career, all in a like basically like back to back, right? No, like, no, he lost twice. Like, well, not even back twi- to back. Well, I'm not talking about the Mayweather fight. Okay, fine. Forget about the Mayweather fight. That was just a shit show. But he lost to Khabib. Khabib is a world class fighter. He lost to Nate Diaz on a two week on a two week notice fight. Uh, well, Nate Diaz took it on a, a two week notice fight, and then he avenged that loss. He took him on a couple months later, and he won. And he lost like. Early in his career against Joe Duffy. But here's the thing, though. You take the uh, you take the Greece example. The saturation of UFC has become far abundant, where you almost have a pay per view almost every month. Remember, at the height three, four years yeah, ago, they it was two every a two, month, yeah. yeah, twice a month. I think that's where they've failed to realize we need to take a step back and build up a pay per view card, a PPV card, to become what it is, and not put PPV too much. In so one the thing month. is, is that the way they're built now is that they they owe so much money to. Uh, the Fertitas for selling the, for selling the UFC. Yeah, and then at the end of the day, is that they they have to make that money back, and on top of it, they need to make get, make money for Fox, and now they're with ESPN. But back to Fox, so they they have to do all these UFC fight nights just to get yeah, cards absolutely. out there. And they have so many people on the roster, they have to give them fights. But at the end of the An day, but roster, isn't, they need me the against you, oiled up? But isn't I'll it, fuck you isn't up. that the issue? Is that why you you bring in? Brock Lesnar just because you need a name it's become you need WWE to now that's what it is it's, it's, use, it's useless bringing in Brock Lesnar I, I agree but, right. but Terry that's, it's not there for his merit he's there because he needs to attract people to watch the we'll sell us in the ring next time here boys I'll fuck you up alright anyway, oh, I won't go get in shape <laughs> alright so that's, that's it Hot Sauce Sports uh, episode one in the books uh, we hope you enjoyed this opening season or opening show for season number one for us uh, who knows if we're back next week I think we are but, we can, uh, we can only fire ourselves. I know. So unless I know. You fire us. So if you I don't want to come back, Mo, just tell us now. <laughs> I know. Uh, but don't don't worry. You can follow us on Facebook. We have our page, Duke. I, I'm at Steak Oil. <laughs> Steak Oil. Of course, Facebook page Hot Sauce Sports. Of course, on Twitter at Hot Sauce, and Instagram as well. It's our IG account. 
Oh, that's all sports. Hot sauce sports. Perfect. Shocker. I wonder what it could be. Uh, Terry Tam, you can follow him on Twitter at Terry Tam, and of course, P's, P's FPF and Mokine team, and we'll be back next we'll week. We do a lot of live tweeting of uh, different events throughout the week. Yes. Uh, we, we post a lot of, uh, our, our social media is very, very active, so feel free to join the conversation. We want this to be communal. We want this to be your show. Uh, if you have topics for Sauce Against Humanity, if we ever do it again, feel free to send it to us. If ever you have ideas for us for the show, guests for the show, feel free to reach out to us. We are your show. And as we progress along in this season, one of shows, we will do a lot of segments with hot sauce related condiments and uh, I guess <laughs> and a uh, conviction role of, hey, if you lose a bet, you got to have something with hot sauce. I'm going to own you all. Oh my God, I can't wait I'm for that. I'm going to own you all. All right. <laughs> Without further ado, we'll, we'll turn see that you next week. Right on, though. Yeah, can't wait. Hot Sauce Sports is out. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports.